You're listening to Faith FM. Welcome to Called by the Lord. Today in the studio with us, we have Pastor Russell Puna. Hi, Russell. Nice to have you here. How are you, Brad? I'm it's doing, nice to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing really, really well. So, Russell, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Do you have any, any hobbies that you enjoy doing? Yes. Uh, well, firstly, it's uh, good to be here. And um, one of the hobbies that uh, I love is uh, traveling. I love traveling. Mm. I love flying on planes and just to get around and see new places. Yeah, for I, sure. I, I, love, I love doing that. Um, the other hobby that, um, that I love is, uh, is meeting new people. Mm. Um, you know, every day we cross people and uh, some people we've seen before, but there are new people that you see. And what I like about it is is the, the surprise element. Mm. You don't really know who you're going to run into. And um, sometimes you meet some people that are like, you get a wow, that mm. person was like amazing. And like, you know, they have so much knowledge or they've done so much things in life or they've had so many experiences. Yeah. And so you learn of the people that you come to meet. And so, uh, yeah, I love meeting people. Mm. Um, the other thing that I love doing is hanging out with young people. Yeah. For myself, as I get along in age, uh, sometimes it's good to mingle with people that are younger because it makes you feel younger. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. So I love, I love uh, hanging out with, uh, with young people, doing young people things, and uh, yeah, just um, enjoying their company. Oh, well, and I hope that they enjoy my company too. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, so... Those are some of the things that I love. Yeah, neat. Well, it's it's good. They all sort of tie in together, don't they? Yeah. You'd hope yeah. you'd be meeting new people whenever you travel. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, it's not just the people. It's the learning of the different cultures and mm. the different... Um, the different things that people go through in in the different settings that they're in. Oh, for sure. And uh, it's just interesting. It's interesting. And I find that fascinating that um, God has placed us in in different areas around the globe that um, makes you think, wow, you know. Mm. Um, and each place has its uniqueness. Yeah. Each place has its beauties or, you know, not so very beautiful places. And <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I just love experiencing that. Mm. Do you have a particularly favorite place you've been to or, or a place you'd really love to go to one day? Well, there's, a, there's always a lot of places that I like of to course. go to. But of course, uh, you know, the budget is always not, yeah, not on your side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, one of the places that I've been in the past is um, Mauritius. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mauritius is a interesting place. And mm. uh, to me, it's it's like a little Fiji where yeah, you know the yeah. sugarcane plantations and mm. but uh, the people it's it's different because you know they speak French mm. and um, it's just an amazing place. Do you speak any French? Oh no, nothing oh, okay. at all. That's all right. My, <laughs> my wife it? speaks French, oh, so okay. but I don't I don't okay. speak any at all either. So well, one time <laughs> uh, when when I was in Mauritius, I went to the to the store, I mean, to a takeaway. And I, you know, I didn't even know what to order. So, because the language barrier, I had no French at all. And the person who was serving me had no English at all. And so, you know, the body gestures and the pointing to the things that you want, uh, mm. that was how we communicated. That's but it. at the end of it, you know, I got what I wanted. Yeah, you don't, didn't end up with like a shrimp pizza or something. Or something. <laughs> oh, no, not this. Well, that was before ministry. <laughs> before ministry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of ministry, how did you get involved? How did you become a pastor? That's a 
Good question. Well, that's probably <laughs> two questions, really. Yeah. But how did God come into your life? Well, I grew up in uh, in the church. Mm. I was born in the church. My dad was a senior elder um, in our little church. We had a very small church, uh, probably 40. That was our membership. Um, and it was more family church. Yeah. Growing up, you're taught many things as you're growing up as a little child. And, uh, you know, you're taught you're having devotions in the mornings and the type of school lessons and all those things. Um, but I think all along, I have always felt that God had a call on my heart, on mm-hmm. my life. But there were things that were happening, you know, back where I came from that uh, I did not uh, like what I saw. For example, there were things that uh, I think it was because of the pastors that we had back then. And I mean, they they were passionate. They were mm. passionate, but they never got any education. But their heart was in the right place. Their heart mm. was in ministry. Their heart was in winning souls. But because they didn't have education, and they you know they had very very little education from high school, um, people had this um, negative vibe towards pastors. Okay. And so growing up and seeing that, I didn't want to go down that way. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, just just the way people treated, you know, the pastors, the men of God then. Mm. And um, But there was always this thing in my heart that I felt for the pastors then. And uh, But, you know, being a little boy, you you know, I felt helpless in mm. not being able to help them. Or, and so growing up, it kind of like gave me a negative uh picture about ministry mm. but more so people's response and the way they they reacted to a lot of our, our pastors so as I was growing up I did not want to go down that road because I didn't want to be treated that way mm. and so when I became an adolescent um, ministry was not in my head <laughs> although I can admit though that there have been times you know in my heart mm. God had always placed that call on my heart yeah. you know to be in ministry and, and, and to be serving him. And then growing up, let's just say I, I did a Jonah thing, you know, <laughs> where God called me and then in denial, do. you know, I didn't, I didn't want because of the reaction and, you know, the way people were treating the pastors. Um, I did a Jonah thing. I kind of like ran away from God. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be part of that. Mm. And so I started a job. Um, and then I went to another job. And then from there, I wasn't happy with what I was doing. And then, I decided that I would go overseas and, you know, go to university and, um, you know, upskill myself. Mm. And then from then on, it just, uh, I was married then, you know, mm. when I went to university and um, my wife and I, we had very good experiences mm. about how God had cared for us mm. um, because we lived on a very small budget. Actually, it was a deficit budget uh-huh. every every week. And, um, and so as we were living together with our son, um, in New Zealand, yeah, we just felt God mm. lead and how God cared and, and looked after us all those years. And we felt strongly that, hey, we've been running away from God. Well, mm. I have. I mean, it was me. <laughs> I've been running away from God. And it kind of like got to a point where, nah, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep running away. Mm. And so finally, you know, I just let go and I said, Lord, have your way. You know, mm. I've... 
I'm just tired of running away from you. And the more I run away from you, the stronger that call comes. That's it. And, you know, your, the way you're calling my heart is like stronger and stronger every day. And, um, while I was, you know, attending university, then somehow it just got to a point where I said, nah, this is my plan for the future, but it's not God's plan. Mm. And I said to myself, well, Lord, here I am now, you know, I'm willing to obey and listen to your, your voice and your call on my life. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, that's how it started. Awesome. But, um, you know, it all started from those young years where mm. growing up and just the little lessons and the little stories that were told to me when I was a small kid, it just, you know, gave my direction for where my life was heading. Mm. And, um, well, I'm here now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm here. And so to any of our younger listeners, if you feel that God is calling you and really encourage you to listen to that, because God makes an absolute difference in your life. You're listening to Faith FM. This is Called by the Lord, and we're currently having a conversation with Pastor Russell Puna. We'll be back in just a moment.
You're on Faith FM. Welcome back to Called by the Lord. And Russell, you were just sharing something with us about an experience that really helped grow your faith in God. Yeah, well, we were in New Zealand and uh, I was attending university there. And uh, my wife was the only one that was working. And um, you can imagine that the budget that we had was uh, very small Mm. because she had to look after me going to uni. And um, we had a little son who was going to uh, primary school. And um, we had a car that took us to church and, you know, but without fail every day, we would come home, we would have food Mm. and um, people would come and bring food. Mm. And there was an experience that uh, we had, there was one experience, I mean, of the many experiences that we had, my wife's uncle, who uh, happened to be working in a place where they make um, pre-packed food. One day, we had nothing at all at home. This was in New Zealand. We had nothing. The only thing that we had in the cupboard was flour. And there was nothing else. There was no oil, nothing. There was flour. There was one bag of flour there. And so uh, my wife knelt down and she prayed. This was when I was at at school, at uni. And um, uh, because my son had come home and there was no food at home and ran to mom and said, Mom, you know, I'm hungry. And so my wife, in tears, she grabbed our son and embraced him and hugged him. And they knelt down and prayed and uh, said, Lord, we have no food. Can you provide? My son's hungry. 
Amen. That was it. Mm. And um, as soon as they said Amen, there was a knock on the door, and my wife's uncle walked in with two boxes of pre-packed food and um, put it on the floor, walked in, put it on the floor, and then it's like he was lost. (laughs) It's like he was lost. He was there, but not there. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He was there to bring this. And then as soon as he put the box of food down, he looked around the house and um, he just said, well, that's all I came for. <laughs> I'm going. Mm. So he left. And um, my wife knew straight away that was an answered prayer from God. Yeah. But the beauty about it is God had already answered the prayer before he even asked. Mm. And so as we were going through those experiences when we were in New Zealand, you know, there have been times, like there have been times where we would go to, there was an evangelistic campaign then. Yep. And um, if you know where Middlemore Hospital is in New Zealand, it was all the way in Ponsonby. That was the, yep. in the church, that was the crusade there. And uh, we would travel there on our car. Mm. And for three days, you know how you drive a car and it goes on to empty? Yep. You know, the E. <laughs> well, it's not enough. No. <laughs> you know, E doesn't represent enough. E represents empty. And there is a red light that comes on. It mm. means you have no more gas. Well, I'll tell you what. Three days, we went to Ponsonby from Middlemore Hospital, mm. and the light was on, and we never ran out of gas. We were never left on the motorway. Mm. And so... um It was those little experiences that confirmed our choice to say, Lord, we know that you're working behind the scenes. Mm. We know that you're. And so you remember I told you that I was in denial Mm. and I wanted to pursue a career. I went to university because I wanted a career. I didn't want to go into ministry. But the more I I pursued that career, the more God was calling on my heart, Mm. calling on our hearts. And so it got to a stage where we couldn't keep running away from God. Hmm. Well, the truth is, I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. I wanted to be a lawyer. But there was a text, you know, I was going to university, and the more I wanted to study, the more the Word of God was speaking to me. And um, there's that text in Matthew where it says, you know, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, yet lose his own soul? Hmm. Or what will a man give in exchange for his life? Those words just spoke to me. It just jumped at me. And um, it didn't just jump at me. It jumped into my heart. And I thought, wow, I'm pursuing a career. And God knows where I was going to end up. Hmm. And so I made that decision right there. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry for just pursuing things my way. Hmm. I want to do things your way now. And so um, that was the beginning of the little things, the little experiences that we went through that really confirmed God's call on our lives to to serve Him in ministry. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Something we've always found at Faith FM is we find that, you know, God is always working in the background and He's working. He will absolutely work through us, but sometimes He likes to work despite us. Yeah. Despite what decisions we make yeah. and that sort of thing. So, but yeah, no matter what we do, God is always working and He'll yeah. use any avenue we give Him. And what what I love about God too is He sends those things in our lives. He allows us to go through those experiences, but He doesn't force anything on us. And sometimes, like, you know, He wants to do it, but because we're not ready yet, mm. He still, you know, gives it little by little. And eventually we get to the point where we realize our own selves that, uh, wow, you know, God has always been there, but I've always been running away. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you get to that point where He says, nah. There's no point just keep going where I'm going. 
Mm. But there have been experiences too when we were in New Zealand that actually made, that grew our faith. Mm. Like some of the stories in our life, when we applied to go to, well, we applied to go to Fulton College mm. in Fiji because we have a college there. And yep. um, we applied to go to Fulton and uh, we applied in May, mm. way back in May. <laughs> and... um when we applied, we applied with all our hearts and, you know, we were so excited about the idea. Mm. But then we never heard anything. Mm. You know, came October, we didn't hear anything. Okay, okay, November, nothing. Mm. December, still nothing. <laughs> and so during that time, you know, we were going to church around November, October, November. The church had started nominating, you know, positions for the churches. Mm. And so... Our names were nominated, and because we didn't receive anything from from the thing, we we thought, well, maybe you know God has other plans for us. Hmm. So we started settling back into church life. Not that we left, yeah, no, yeah. but uh, we wanted to be kind of active again, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so, um, so we went back into church life, and um, just when we were starting the year in Jan, we get a phone call one week before. Fulton College started, we get a <laughs> yeah. phone call from the, from the principal. Mm. And the principal says to us, and I remember very clearly, it was a Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon, the phone rings, and um, he just says to us, we have a house that's available. Mm. Are you going to come? <laughs> and that was like uh, one week before school actually yep. starts. And of course, you know, we had to, <laughs> firstly, we had no money. Mm. We were paying off a car. And um, we were trying to juggle things and, and said, Lord, what's going on? You know, why did you leave it so late? Mm. But I think sometimes God allows us to go through those experiences because yeah. it's a faith-building exercise. Oh, for sure. It's a faith-building thing. And so I came to my wife and I says, darling, there's a call from uh, Fulton. Are we going to go? And my wife never, never hesitated. Mm. Straight away she said, we are going. And so I rang back to the principal and I said, look, we're coming. Mm. And then right there we prayed. We said, Lord, we only have one week. We have no money. You know our condition. You know our situation. If it is your will that we will be in Fulton at the beginning of this semester, mm. you're going to take us there. You That's are going to take us there. Yep. And so uh, we put God to the test. Mm. But of course, we put God to the test, but we have to do our part. Yeah, And so, you know, we went and we were able to sell the car. I think it was only one phone call and the person said, no, well, I'll take the car. Don't worry. Wow. And so that doesn't the car happen. was, yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. And uh, the car was sold and we had to look for money for airfares. And so there is something about um, the culture that we have, you know, mm -hmm. when, when people are leaving to go into ministry some of the families, they gather around and they have feeds and then they give you a little envelope. And mm. in those envelopes, you know, are kind of like love offerings. Yeah, yeah. And so they gave us the envelope and um, guess what? We were going to leave on a Monday morning mm. and our airfare was not even paid. We didn't even have any deposit <laughs> until midnight, after midnight on Sunday. Wow. And so we only had like six or seven hours Oh, and and the travel agent was so patient with us. Wow. So, you know, Again, she, that doesn't really happen. Doesn't, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. <laughs> but it happened money. to yeah. us. Yeah. And um, we went to her after midnight and we gave it to her. We said, look, this is our airfare. And so 
she looked at us and she said, you know what, this thing doesn't happen in the business world. Mm. But she was able to pull the strings, I suppose. And she was able to give out tickets flying at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, and so we went to the airport, all the money that friends had given us, you know, we had put on our airfares. Mm. And then those people that came to the airport, they gave us whatever money they had left in their pockets. Mm. This was at eight in the morning. And, um, we went to Fiji having only $600 mm. and we were able to get a vehicle to take us, you know, to take my family to mm. the college. And we were able to purchase from that 600 things like an oven, mm. um, curtains and, um, beds. Cause like for two weeks, we just slept on the floor. And, yeah, yeah. But it was those experiences that we went through. We saw how God was right there in the midst of our, of our battles, of mm. our struggles. And, um, he just, um, he just embraced us and, and just did something to our hearts where, mm. you know, we, yes, we didn't have everything, but we were happy. Yeah. We were happy and we were just fully satisfied that, wow, this is just beautiful mm. to be in ministry and to be serving God. Although you don't have everything, but you're just happy. And yeah. he gives you that uh, satisfaction and your heart is just joyful, mm. um, whatever the condition you're in. It's really yeah. powerful. And so many, you know, there are many other stories that, you know, we, we, we can talk about, course, but yeah. it was those, the initial step into ministry mm. and, you know, the experiences that we went through as a family, young mm. family, that really spoke volumes to us about how great this God is. Mm. And, um, phenomenal. When, when we got to Fulton, it was just a, a totally different thing. Yeah. You know, you had, you had different, there were students there from different backgrounds. They had different abilities. They had different skills. Mm. You know, some were good at talking, some were <laughs> all of those things. And so for me, I was just fascinated mm. with the idea that, wow, God has seen that I could do something for him. Mm. I mean, when I look at my own self, I can't do anything for God. I mean, mm. I don't have any ability. I don't have any skills. I don't have any knowledge. That's how I saw myself. But mm. then I was just grateful with the fact that, wow, this God that I'm serving now, mm. he saw that I have something to contribute to help with his work. Mm. That just, I mean, it was a humbling experience for me. Absolutely. It was humbling just to know that God saw something in me Mm. that I did not even see in myself, or maybe others did not even see in myself, mm. but the God of heaven saw something. And so there was a song that, um, you know, I heard in um, Fiji, and to me it's summed up my experience about mm. ministry and answering God's call mm. uh, to serve him in ministry. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. We'll give it a go. <laughs> There were so many others that he might have chosen to follow him. Others with learning and greater distinction to follow him. Men with the 
authority and forceful abilities who know how to speak and be I don't know exactly why I'm here at all But today I'll follow my Lord You know, it was business as usual for me that day When I heard my Savior say Follow me. I left all behind me when my Jesus said, Follow me. I emptied myself out my whole life completely with no thought that this could be wrong as long as I follow the steps of the master I know I'm where I belong for he Thank you so much, Russell. I think we're going to have to get you in a bit more often to do some songs for us. It's really, really good. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on Called by the Lord. And I really, really appreciate the story that you shared with us. And I hope that our listeners have really been encouraged and inspired by it. So thank you so much. You're listening to Faith FM, and I hope you can join us next time on Called by the Lord. Mm-hmm.